Great answer. Um, Eleanor, Eleanor wanted you to play the song. Todd, um, Ellie wanted to play this song. And it's been, yeah, about fireworks. Fireworks. And they wanted talk. Todd, um, Ellie wanted you to sing, like, um, play the tar noise. There, there are tar noise in the song. Okay. I, I, will send, ah! I, will, I will send him the track, okay? Okay, can I go back on here? Nah, 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 right, okay. nah. Welcome to the Sean Geek Podcast with your host, Sean Arama, and that guy. That's Fred Fingers. That's you. That's, that's <laughs> and, me. Uh, and today uh, we've got something a little bit different, which uh, I'm pretty excited about. And I'm, I actually, I queued this up. Here we go. All right. From the vinyl disc to the compact disc, discover the stories behind the greatest artists, albums, and songs in a classic rock with host Eric Sinich. I'm standing. I'm going to stand. Hold on. <laughs> I'm out of character. I'm out of character. Out of character. I love it. <laughs> that cracked me up, man, when you said that. It was hilarious. You, said, you sent me the link. You said, you know, and then he just drops out of character. I was like, oh, Jesus, you know, he's so right. That's so funny. How are you guys doing? Uh, doing great. Doing great. Excellent. So um, I, we know who you are. Can you give yourself a, a quick introduction? W- what do you do? What's your... Uh, not your day job, but the fun stuff you do. The fun stuff, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm I'm out of I'm out of the U.S. of A. in, in Connecticut, right in the middle of Connecticut, and uh, I host the podcast Discovery with Eric Senich, which is always good to call it that since I, uh, you know, that's I'm the guy who hosts it, so you always want to get the right name, and uh, and it's a classic rock podcast. Gets into all the stuff, you know, all those stories behind the songs and the albums and the artists, and I also write for the Van Halen News Desk which is a blast. That is my absolute favorite band, which I know you guys are fans of. So looking oh, yeah. forward to, to talking VH and uh, worked in radio for a long time, worked in the newspaper business for a long time. And you know how life happens, man. Things just kind of happen for, for good sometimes. And it just, I, I was, radio is changing. A lot of everything is like pre-recorded now. And uh, I was doing a weekend show at the station that I worked at for many years. And uh, they, they had a, they had a, a change where the full-time midday DJ retired. And so they brought in a syndicated, uh, a woman that came in, she was out of Dallas and she was going to pre-record the weekdays, 10 to three. Now I used to be on 10 to three Saturdays. Oh, you know, for years before that I was full-time did it at night six to 10 PM. But then I went back and just did weekends for fun. But the, anyway, so they, they called me up and said, we're going to have to move you to a different shift because uh, uh, they're going to pre-record Monday through Saturday, 10 to three. And I said, you know what? I think I'm done. This was like a year and a half ago. I said, you know, I, I think I'm, I think I'm done. And, you know, and, and I said, I'm, I'm right. Cause I wanted to do a podcast for so long. I'm such a huge podcast fan. And so that's, I started doing the podcast about a year and a half ago. And, uh, 
you know, I, th- I think that's pretty much it, man. I think that's it. We got plenty to talk about. I know you okay, guys so- have a lot in common, man. You like Rush. You like Van Halen. You like, <laughs> what was the other one today you were saying? You were reading something today we were going to talk about too. Oh, Kiss. Oh, yeah, Kiss. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So that was yeah. my first four questions that you just answered there. <laughs> okay. That's well, awesome. Take care, guys. Oh, okay. See you later. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, so one of the things that I was hoping to draw you in was with was uh, are those two guitars behind my brother there on the wall? Oh, those are um, nice. I don't know if you've listened to the episodes where we've talked about them before, okay, but no uh, I'm. I think just, so because I I love your show. By the way, you guys you guys are great. Thanks. You know, I, I envy the fact well, that you can do do it so laid back. And because when I tried to do laid back shows, it was just brutal. Like I, I just listened back to it. And I was like, oh, my God. So was it too I laid lo- back? Or? I, no, it's perfect. And I and I I just you know, it, it's just it's really entertaining. And it's just, you know, two guys hanging and, and talking music and pop culture and movies, and whatever. But but anyway, I don't know if I've heard the story about about those guitars. I want to hear that because I'm going to be it, interviewing you guys as I, well. Oh yeah, I want I want to have uh, I want to have a video episode of Todd showing the the. Oh, I could probably and, go through it. Yeah, go through the I mean the reflectors but, in the back and. The, but we'll, let, let's go the through the short the version, Todd. What's that? Yeah. Let's go through the short version here now. The short, short version, version, yeah, because I see the red, black, and white stripe behind well, you there and there's another was, one too this was actually uh uh was it a squire strap uh and this was a korean one uh the neck was great uh the tuners are crap of course i went and i you know i changed the tuners uh to something that, that was a lot better um i mean about the parts they weren't that expensive the actual pickup itself was a custom custom that i took off of uh, another guitar um the the switch in the center i put it in was it javex i think it is javex, to make it yeah. that gets that rusty look to it yeah uh, yeah and then i put the quarter of course i didn't have the right date but i was able to find american quarter in the bottom of a drawer somewhere that i had so i used that instead uh wow. the reflectors so, on the back oh you got the reflectors so in the yeah. spirit of eddie man this is I like even get you the know, broken one here for for that and yeah you frankensteined oh, yeah, it yeah you yeah. put it together. i even got the number i stamped it on myself <laughs> Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, and then that's I put cool. the, uh, of course, the the guitar straps are just uh, just eyelets, but that's I don't sweet. have the I don't have the actual chain for it though. Well, so did you like... see the, did you see the Howard Stern uh, episode where he's uh, one of the guys that works with Howard Stern is a huge Eddie fan and he brought out his his collection too. Oh no, I didn't see that. Oh, talk look to on YouTube. Yeah, I I, cool. I posted it onto the news desk too. You'll see it there, but it's on okay. YouTube. Yeah, he's and this great. kid could play, man. He was playing. He was like, he looked like he was in his 30s, which is great to see, like, you know, younger people yeah. coming up, just, you know, fans of of Eddie. But right. Not just the ones that grew up in, cool. in that era, but, you know, younger, younger kids listening to it and go, wow, you know, having the same experience that, that we had when we first heard, heard oh, him yeah. play. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Now, can I you guys are brothers, right? Oh, yeah. Yep. So. Yep. Can can I call you guys the Eddie and Alex of podcasting? Is that what we can do here? <laughs> well, actually, yeah, it's it's a drummer and a guitar player. So, yeah, I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Dare I say it's the, yeah. yes. Who's Eddie? Who's Alex? That's the question. Well, I'm Alex, I guess. All right. Yeah, actually, I just set up, uh, I'm pretty excited uh, just yesterday um, with this whole COVID thing. I'm working from home and it looks like it might be a permanent thing. So I've set up a permanent office at home. 
but I wanted the office to double as the podcast studio, but also as the recording studio. So I don't know if you can see this or not. Yeah. I mean, the podcast sounds great. So you've got a nice but setup. This is there. what I get set up okay. here. I don't know if you can see that or not. Oh, there's your drum kit. Yeah. I bought an electronic kit for, for a couple of reasons, but I, I got two young kids. Yes, I know. I, I listen. I know. Yeah. You're a busy man. <laughs> And it's, uh, I can't, I can't drum at full volume. It's just, it's just impossible. So I, um, well, we had an episode where I talked about how, where I gave up on, not give up on music, but gave up on loud music in order to buy this kit. And, uh, but also I wanted to be able to do studio stuff at home, send tracks to my brother. If I don't have time, I can, you know, get up at three in the morning and, you know, throw down a drum track or something, send it yeah. over to him. And then, you know, that, that sort of thing. So with COVID cool. here now, I, I needed the space and it's here and it's nice. Um, I'm you know, that, my... that's the, the thing about drums is that that's the probably the hardest thing about anybody who loves drums because I always love drums and I, and they're so loud. So when you're growing up, if you're if you're a guitarist, you could, I suppose, just plug them in and uh, nobody can hear it, but you can hear it through your headphones. I guess you could do that with electronic drum set. But but really, Absolutely. I mean, you know, the old school drum kit, man, it's like you, you got to. You're gonna you gotta get a nice garage or a soundproof room otherwise. Well, once the kids get older, I think that's that's the plan. Right now it's like I can record with this, I can keep practicing. I actually bought this kit for my brother's 50th. Okay. Uh, we planned um his girlfriend's awesome. She wanted to have a party for his birthday, and the idea for his party was to have a concert of where my brother would play it <laughs> his own his own birthday. Yeah. So I bought this kit because there's no way I can practice, get up to speed. I hadn't played drums in like five years because of kids, but I was just yeah. singing and that's all I was doing. So I bought this so we could actually have my brother's birthday party. That's cool. Yeah. So you sing because I do see also here you've got a SoundCloud page with your stuff here. Is this you singing? Yep. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah. There's a bunch of stuff there, but I, we, I think Todd and I have about another 20 songs kind of in the bank that we haven't recorded or done anything with. Or released or done anything with so the plan is eventually to just get back to doing doing that so now i got my setup here at home uh, it's as far away from the kids bedroom as possible because they are rubber mats so they do make a little bit of noise but not that much so yeah i'm That's pretty cool. excited by the way what do you think of wolfgang's song i mean uh, as a as a whole but he can play drums that's his favorite instrument he said well that's what he started wow. with yeah he, um, yeah, Todd, did you? I'm wondering if Todd heard this or not, but did you hear any of the stuff he did with Tremonti where he's playing drums? Uh, no, no, I I, I heard his the song that he wrote, Distance. I listened to that, and that was, yeah, just it was awesome. And the videos and everything, uh, during the song was very appropriate, it was very nice to see. It's, it's a lot of footage that no one but uh, but his you know, but his immediate family would have seen. So oh, it, was, I know. it was nice. I know. It was nice to be able to see those those personal uh, things that he had. Yeah, he starts off with a very bottom like drum beat, which is cool. Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. It, in the in the start of the song, well, throughout the whole thing, but he, it's you just you can really hear the drums. I was, I had it in my headphones today. listening. I'm like, damn, he could play, and he that's his favorite instrument. He said he loves playing the drums. He loves, to, and his his uncle could play pretty good, right? Oh, <laughs> Alex, God, yeah. man. He's yep. so underrated because everyone forgets about Alex, but Alex is, he's a monster. Mm -hmm. He's so good. Yeah, absolutely. Feel for him, man. That was his, 
that was his little brother, you know? Yeah. His All best friend. Years, yeah. Yeah. Best friend. Yeah, how's, is, how's, well, I'm not sure. How, do you know how Alex has been? I, I don't think I've really seen a whole lot on how he's been doing since, no, uh, no, since Eddie's nobody. passing. It's just been mostly uh, Wolfgang, but I'm, I'm sure Alex, I don't know, he's maybe more of a private person when it comes to he stuff is. like that. Alex is very private. He, Wolfgang said he's very private. He did send just a very quick, brief statement to what I was told was was solely to the Van Halen news desk. I mean, that's what I, that's what what I was told. He, and it was a very brief statement. And uh, and he sent a picture of him and Eddie as little kids, like very little, like three, yeah. three and five or whatever. Right. And um, but Sammy Hagar just said uh, he was on Eddie Trunk show. That was today. Now, this this episode, I think, runs what a week after we record. Uh, it's probably going to maybe a couple of weeks. OK, yeah. so the day that we're recording, Sammy was on uh, Eddie Trunk show. And he said he's tried to reach out to Alex. He's texted him. He does, he, he's hoping oh, he has awesome. the right phone number. I mean, a lot of those guys are numbers changes over time, but he wanted to reach out to Alex and Alex has not responded back. Right. But, you know, I would imagine he's devastated because that was his. You know, that was his best friend, his brother that, you know, you think about all the stuff they went through growing up at, at coming from the Netherlands with no money, couldn't speak English, just, you know, fought their and music was their life. Music was the only way that they could, that they could. Uh, that was their communication. Yeah, that was exactly, you know, and that was their communication. And then their mom and dad did pick up some jobs, some quote unquote regular jobs, but essentially the father was a musician and that's how they made their money. And, and then Ed and Al just little kids playing in their dad, dad's band. And, and then they go, you know, they just blow up into this, you know, this enormous success. And I, I jumped on the train in the late eighties when Sammy was in the band and then I went backwards from there and then just became just hooked on the band. Yeah. Your starting point was, was it 5150? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. 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 It was, it was a, Christmas Eve, 1988, my older brother, oh, I have two older brothers. So I have my oldest brother who had the final Dave Arrow stuff. And then my older brother had the Sammy stuff on cassettes. But my friends in high school just kept talking about him. You got to listen to these guys. You got, I, I heard the stuff on the radio, but my brother had the cassettes and I saw 5150 and I just popped it in. And I was, you know, and, and it's funny because you guys were talking about on, uh, on a recent episode, uh, the old, uh, the old Walkmans, you know, <laughs> the old Walkman, right? Yeah, man. Yeah. And, and yeah. And, and so I, I popped that in and it was Christmas Eve and it just, I was blown away by it, you know, just blown away by it. And I, when the thing was over, I just flipped the cassette over and played it all over again. Yeah. So, but I think, I can't remember. I think it was, uh, was it Utah that I, it was, I can't remember what you called it, but it was like a, it was like a, what was those old things, the GPX or what the hell were they called? Just those really crappy cassette players. It didn't even sound good. The headphones. Oh yeah. It was like a single, single, that uh, cassette player you had was a a single speaker on it. Yeah. Just this had, I could put the headphones on, but it was enough for me to, you know, it was enough for me to just be like, like like the Sanyo player. That's what it was. Yeah. I think so. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a Sony, it was a Sanyo. Wasn't that the and one I, that was stolen out of the car? Uh, I think so. It could yeah. have been. But I, I remember give you, it's episode 296 you're talking about it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that, yeah I remember that's... cutting the wires 
and putting a, putting a rheostat or, or something in there to try and adjust the speed of the motor so that I could try and, you know, go half yeah. speed so I can try and figure out what they were playing. But it was so warbled and garbled. You couldn't make oh, out any That's notes, how you so. did it back in the day. You slowed the <laughs> tape down in order to figure out the solos. Yeah. And did, yeah. did you guys have where, when I did this with Tom Petty's Full Moon Fever, where I, I literally just wore the cassette out to the point where it was just like. Yep. Yeah. You know, you oh, hear yeah. the, oh, there's it a song squeal. in there somewhere. It yeah, you'd have to replace it. <laughs> you'd have to replace it. And the old cassette logic cases and yeah, I, all that stuff. I don't know if Todd remembers this, but I used to do when I was uh, listening to uh, Kiss Alive back in the day. I would, I would go, I had it on, I had it on vinyl. I don't know whose vinyl it was, but I had it on vinyl and I would actually hold the, 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 uh, I'd hold the rate uh, the player down so I could slow the record. So I could actually hear the beats that were being played. So I, Oh, that's cool. But that's cool. It, that's what Eddie did with cream. the needle. Oh, I did. I, yeah. <laughs> Big time. Yeah. And then you had dad to ever found out about that. <laughs> I was gonna say you have to ask your parents to buy you a new one. Yeah, that that was what Eddie did with uh with the cream records to yeah. try to learn Eddie's uh to try to learn Eric Clapton stuff. Um but yeah, getting back to it, yeah, it was it was 88. And then I I so then my brother said, Well, you gotta hear this. And he had he had Van Halen two on vinyl, I believe he had one, and he dropped, yeah, he dropped the needle on eruption. And that that's when it was you just I felt something that I never never felt with any other band it was just a, an energy to it and yeah. yeah from that from that point on i was i was in all in and then i then i was a huge david lee fan still am but you know i was i was just so into because it, there was a nostalgia part part of it too because he, he had been in the band before i was following them so i was like oh, i wonder what that was like when they, you know, yeah. what would it have been like when you're, if you were like 18, 17, 18 years old and Dave's fronting the band and because you'd you know, hear all Pasadena the stories and there's a, you know, party in the backyard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, and, and then my older brother has a friend who he lives out in California to this day. And he, he remembers going to see Van Halen at a backyard party. How cool is that? Oh man. You know? I, did you, awesome. uh, okay, Eric, there was a, I, because after Eddie passed away, so I just went down the rabbit hole. I was watching, you know, consuming as many videos as I could. I found one with Chris Holmes, who was the guitar player for Wasp. Yep. And he and Eddie were buddies, which I had, I was like, that blew my mind. Yeah. I had no idea. Cause I, I liked Kiss. So therefore I liked Wasp and, you know, some of the bands, you know, of that ilk. Yeah. At the time. And he, he told some great Eddie stories and he was talking about the Pasadena scene when they were playing parties. Cause Chris was at the same time. And they 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 would hung out and they would be at the same parties smoking pot together and everything and yeah it was like I don't know it it was weird like those two guys but I know didn't Eddie you say so that friendly. Eddie gave him a guitar Eddie gave him yeah. a guitar or vice versa yeah, I think or, so or, yeah or, or the guitar that Eddie used on Women and Children first came yes from that's what it was so you yeah you heard that right, one then right right, right. yeah but it's it's cool the, you know that that was a, a small community it was like a small world type of thing like everybody knew everybody there you know you, you asked Stephen Piercy and you know he would be like yeah man I remember seeing those guys before we formed Rat yeah yeah it's 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 a uh, it's wild man it's it's you know it, it's uh it's amazing how many years they kicked ass too because from '78 right up through uh. You, you, I would even put in balance in there because the album was number one. I mean, right through the yeah. mid nineties, you know, they, they were, it was just a given. It was, it was like rooting for my favorite band. Like, or, I'm sorry, favorite team. You know, I'm a Steelers fan. And you know, it was like, it was like, um, 
it was like, yeah, man, you know, they're back with an album. Number one, you'd hear about it being number one. Like, yeah, man. So we're straight. Number one, you know, it's like, were you like me? You're just bragging my band. number one. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And then to have that, you know, all go away in the late nineties was just, it was hard. It was, it was just an adjustment to have to, you know, people were making fun of Eddie, uh, for his vocals on how many say I, or, oh, you know, whatever, or, and all that stuff. It was that like, just... Oh man, you know, it was just, it was tough. And then, and then his, his health took a t- bad turn in the early two thousands. And it was just, it was a whole different, uh, you know, narrative on the Van Halen story, but, but you know what, like they made, they, they mocked his vocals, but I mean, look at, look at someone like Leonard Cohen, like that he's a big Canadian treasure and icon and all that sort of stuff. He's like pretty much, ro- or he was royalty almost, you know, and that guy couldn't sing a lick, but it was irrelevant. It's it's how you sang. And when he sang, when he sang that song, I'm like, I don't give a shit. It's coming, you know, it's coming from the bottom of his feet, like right from his soul, you know, like, well, I'll cares, tell you what, you know, probably by the time this episode goes up, I'll have already run uh, an interview I did uh, with uh, the, the author, Martin Popoff, who I've had on my show three or four times. <clears throat> and he's got a, a new book out van halen a visual biography and he also he also sent the van halen news desk something for the we did a tribute podcast and he was part of that one and he he's the only person that i've ever heard uh and and he's you know he's a reputable guy man he's he tells it like it is if he likes something he'll tell you oh yeah if he doesn't he will yeah, he's okay? been pretty yeah yeah oh he's you know he he he's probably most famous for hating Def Leppard's Hysteria, which is tough because I love that album. But, but he'll, yeah, he'll say it. Album. He tells it like it is. Yeah. He said, Eddie's got this the most beautiful voice. I was like, whoa. And I, when I heard him well, say he it He said that, time, really? He did. And so when I spoke with him today, he said it again. When I interviewed him, I said, let me let me do it, just go back to that because I know the people who are listening are like, I want, I want to hear more about why does he think that? And he just he just thinks that he has, you know, he had a sweet voice. He had a, you know, you have to listen to it to hear him describe why he likes it. But I thought that was cool. He, I think he, he also said that the fact that a lot of people really ragged on it was because at the time, the, the mindset of people for Van Halen 3 wasn't good anyway. So yeah. people were just, they, they wanted to jump all over it. They wanted to hate it. Yeah. You know, Here's they, something they, else they we wanted, can hate on here. You know, I mean understandably because you know like dave david lee was back in the band for like five minutes you know they did two new songs me wise magic can't get this stuff no more and he's up on stage with oh which are great and he's up on stage with them on on the mtv awards in 96 and then all of that is like pulled away and it's like okay then we got gary sharon so it was that made it worse for gary because you know he i'm a huge extreme fan but the so the expectations were not the fans took it as a bait and switch or something Right. Clickbait. The <laughs> early you know, version the, of clickbait right there. The, the expectations was that it was going to suck, you know, and so everybody just wanted to. So I guess that's the way Martin uh, puts it. But I, I was actually I was like, cool, man. Somebody likes that. How many say I? I mean, it's, you know, it, it, the music itself underneath his vocals is beautiful. And I don't know if you ever noticed that, but the the uh, the chord structure of how many say I, it's identical to uh, the opening track, New World. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, without you, because in without, oh, without you, it's, you yeah. yeah, it goes do 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 do. Yeah. In without you and how many say I, I didn't I didn't put that together. Yeah, I have to go yeah, back and cool. listen to that now. It's cool. But um, I don't know where were we going with that. So we we're talking about when I became a fan. But anyway, I've been yeah. a fan ever since. I've been a fan ever since. So we and, uh, so Todd was 
Todd, you started. Todd, why don't you share yours? <laughs> you started in, <laughs> for 84, the 84 album, right? Uh, yeah, 80, 1984 was my first album. It was at Christmas. Uh, my parents bought me a big radio. Uh, so I played it. My God, I heard. Well, the whole album, I was going to just kind of shoot a couple names of the songs, but pretty much the whole album, like the whole thing. And, and Jump and everything. And it was like, wow, this is, this is like, wow. And mm -hmm. I played it over and over. And then it, and that was my first Van Halen album. But, and come to find out that was the last album with Dave in it. So it was like, oh, well, like you said, go backwards, right? So I went backwards and I, I went and listened to one and two and Diver Down and, and Women and Children first. And it was like, it just blew my mind. And like you said, like you played the cassettes over and over and over to the point to where they were squealing and you couldn't even listen yeah. to them anymore. You couldn't even hear the music. So and, then you buy you more. A little bummed out when you're done getting all of them because you're like, oh shit, there's no more. Yeah. I mean, it's great yeah. to keep listening to them, but that first time you discover, like I would take my money that I would earn from my job on the weekends during high school and buy a cassette a week. And then I was like, oh, I'm all caught up. That sucks. You know, I want to hear <laughs> another new one. You know? But then after 1984, it's like, because I mean, one and two, I'm, I'm sure they, I mean, they, they did the tours. So by 1984, the touring was done because the band was done. So it was like, uh, now what? And then when 5150 came out, I listened to that and I went, okay, it's, it's really good, but it's different. Not blown away by it, right? Yeah, interesting. But for me, the, the Dave years, those are my favorite years. But that's uh, but that's pretty much what I started with. So that's kind of more of my nostalgia uh, time, I guess. 1984 but. is just amazing, that album. Girl Gone Bad and House of Pain are the ones that, unless you, the diehard fans love it, and then the, yeah. the, the middle of the road fans. Because I, I, there was somebody I remember telling me he had the album 1984, and every track from, from the instrumental 1984 through I'll Wait, you know, like you could hear the crackling because it was played so much. And then you get to Girl Going Bad and House of Pain. It was like this clean sound because like they would never play it. You know, and I, and I remember that <laughs> in my head. I was like, so when I so before I got the album, I was like, oh, they mustn't be good. And then I you listen to them I'm like these songs are freaking no. great, man. Yeah, these are great songs. But those are like the those are non pop singles. So if you're a pop. Yeah, I think it I, I feel like those songs harken back a bit more to the old to their older days or their older stuff. Well, House of Pain um, was one that they were playing back well, yeah, in the that's day. Right, yeah. yeah, 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 back in the day. Wasn't there another one on on there that was an older you know, track was, that was reworked? I'm trying to remember now. I was thinking, was Girl Gone Bad one of those? I I can't recall. That that might Although, have been the other one. I can't remember. Well, the Hot for Teacher ending was the ending of one of the early demo yeah songs, which Van Halen fans listening right now are, who know this are like racket They're like come on say it they probably know what it is <laughs> i can't remember which one like voodoo queen it might i don't know it might have been voodoo queen or something but anyway. I actually, I, i'm trying to remember i actually pulled up an old an old van halen concert from 75 that i found that was yeah pretty damn cool i don't even really know where i found that thing but wait is that the one that just went up on the web because that's there's one that somebody just put up well, yeah i just showed up on my news feed i have van okay. halen uh tagged on my news feed so whenever there's a story it just automatically pops up that's got to be the one. We, we we put it up on the Van Halen news desk. Oh, too. Did you? That's uh, maybe I grabbed yes. it from you guys. I don't know. Maybe. 
Let's see. That is. It's like mostly like a lot of covers on there and, and covers that were yes. for me obscure. Like I, I didn't know what a lot of those songs were, but yeah, Dave see. was in fine form there for sure. I know. And there's a, there's a funny comedy makes in between the songs. He said he just got over the flu and he got it from some girl. Or yeah. something. <laughs> <laughs> he was yeah. just developing his. Yeah. His shtick. His, uh, his stick his uh like, like you would say uh um like every time there was a new album out brand new music same old shitty attitude <laughs> Dave, find, i'm trying to find there's so much wolfgang stuff on here yeah. oh here it is valid uh, van halen's pasadena high 75 set there this you is go in the auditorium in the and auditorium I, posted, yeah that's the one yeah yeah i posted the set oh, list. Cool. chevrolet from zz top yep M maybe i'm a leo from deep purple Brown Sugar, a ZZ Top cover, not the Stones. We all had a real good time. Edgar Winter Group, Walk Away, James Gang, Rock and Roll Chiku, Rick Derringer. Don't call us, we'll call you Sugarloaf. Holy shit. Sugarloaf. I know, right? Yeah, and then and then uh, I live with fools is what Dave called it. it yes. Became fools from when yes. first. Yeah. And that's not the whole show, but whoever recorded it got what they could and put it up. Yeah. 6,000 shares on the Van Halen news desk for this page. I'm just looking. Wow. Nice. 6,000 people shared it. Oh, wow. <laughs> anything, anything you find new, they'll just gobble it right up because everyone's yeah, just looking for it. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's so what, cool, did, so did you find the Dave era just different or did, did you, because you I, said you, you listened to Sammy first. So which one did yeah. you prefer? Oh, well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it's always going to be the Dave era. I, I would say that I love both eras, but if you have to, you know, if I have to make a choice between the two, it's just, it's Dave. It's, it's the combination of Dave's charisma, attitude, and what he got out of Eddie's playing. It was like Eddie played with more fire intensity than, than he did during the Sammy years. I don't know. I don't know if that was Dave or not, but that's just the way it, the way it came off. And uh, I just, I love Dave. I love because he's just so over the top, crazy. He's just this. You didn't you know, have an episode. Character. You had an episode on your show talking about the Dave interview. I think. Yeah. One of the other, yeah. I think that might've been the first one I heard. It was like, that's kind of cool. Like the, what would you call the art of the art of what the hell did I call it? And I got to my, my friend, Steve Fratt, who was working in, in, down my old he's on my old radio friend and he's uh this guy's really talented by the way he he, he wrote a he wrote a, a script he's a star trek guy he wrote a, a story a script for star trek and they we, we went went with one of them i think i can't don't quote me on that but he's talented anyway steve was in dallas working at z-rock nice yeah, z-rock <laughs> and that was in 1991 when dave was uh promoting a little late enough so I, I, I compiled all of Dave's interviews in this one podcast episode, but then I also called my friend Steve. I said, dude, you, you know, cause he gave me the, um, he gave me the, it was a cassette. He gave it to me, his interview with Dave. And I put that on, you know, MP3 and I included that in the episode. And Dave was so hilarious in that one. This is in Dallas, Texas in uh, 1991. So, but I interviewed Steve about interviewing Dave. You know, my friend Steve Fat was like, that's the wildest thing, man. He goes, just, Here's my you know, interview just, about my interview. Right. And because because Dave, when he did an interview, he was putting on a show. Yeah. And uh, God, that that 
I would say if anybody is a Dave fan, give that episode a listen. Yeah, it's just that one's good. It's, you know, it's, it's got that fire. I was actually Dave. trying to pull it up and see what episode number that was. I know. It's just no, oozing okay. with charisma. Yeah. And then, but then there's those moments where he was pissed off at Eddie, you know, in the 90s. Oh, yeah. And he's on Howard Stern. He's 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 dropping F-bombs. And Howard's like, whoa, 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 whoa Dave, hold on. <laughs> you know, hold on. Um, I'll find it, too. Here, But he uh, he he did a great thing. Uh, he had so many great one liners with my friend Steve there in Dallas. But the one that I always love is and, th- and this interview, by the way, too, you can even just YouTube uh steve steve frat f-r-a-t-t david lee roth and you'll find it there as well but it's also in my episode and and steve frat was something along lines of like so you know uh when these albums are done are you you know you you're proud of it what your work i mean what 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 goes through your head you know and and classic dave he's like well you know steve you know what you do is you know you're in the studio for a long time and you're slaving over these songs and you're going over them and you want to make sure that the chord structure is just right and you got the nice chorus going you got the hook and you got the songs and the guitar has to be just right and everybody everything has to be just perfect and then when it's all done it's time to pimp that motherfucker <laughs> and he goes <laughs> And he's like, he's like, listen, you're pimped out like a whore, you know. He's just like, oh my god. I I can hear it too. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, he's doing like awesome. the really low voice, and then all of a sudden he's just <laughs> looking for it. It's episode. This is way back, way back when. Here it is, episode twenty-nine. David Lee Roth, the evolution of an interview artist. That's the this this whole Van Halen desk and stuff. Have yeah. you ever have you personally met any of the band members? Yeah, I met David Lee uh, <clears throat> in New York City, and we were talking about this before we started recording. I was uh, I was on a cruise, and I and and I came back the night I was scheduled to come back from the cruise. I was going to see Dave at uh, the Beacon Theater, in New York City, in two thousand and three. So, and so I what, this was like what a, album would that have been of his at the time? Then two thousand and three would have been. Yeah, this is when he had the the album. Uh, uh, is it called Diamond Dave? The one with Shubop on it. Oh and, yeah, um, Diamond Dave. Yeah, yeah, Diamond Dave. And so he was. So I, he was playing the Beacon Theater in New York City, and it was a Sunday night. And I got just got back that morning from the cruise. And I was, you know, cruises. I was drinking every night, you know, and I was I was tired. And and my friend uh, who worked at the radio station. That is Diamond Dave, by the way. I just looked it up here. Yeah, Diamond Dave, two thousand and three. Yeah. 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 So my friend that was working at the radio station was friends with Dave's sister. Um, he's got two sisters and I'm trying to recall oh, which yeah. sister. And he was, he was in touch with her a lot. And he said, Hey, we're, we're going to be seeing your brother in, in New York city. You know, we'd love to meet him. Sure enough, man. Uh, we, my friend, uh, Chris, he, he hands the cell phone to the, to the beacon theater uh, security guy. And he's on the phone with her and he's just nodding. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And just like that, he goes, come on in. And we were, we went back, you know, we're walking through these beacon theater. New York city is really cool. Old school. You know, walking through these, uh, like these, uh, it's like a walking through the cellar of a, you know, of, of a place where like there's like hallways, you know, and then you get back in this back room and it's all catered and there's Dave. He's standing there with his, his, his bodyguards, big, big guy. Uh, if we, if somebody thinks of his bodyguard's name, no, I think I know the one you mean. He's been in some of his videos, if I recall. Yes, yes. And and there's Dave, and he's smoking cigarettes, and his bodyguards lighting up each cigarette, 
and <laughs> Dave's got a bottle of Jack and he's, he's talking away with somebody who I didn't realize at the time was Jack white of uh, the white stripes. <laughs> and he's, he's talking all this stuff with, with Jack white. He's talking about movies and he's talking about me. He's talking about all this stuff. And he's really, really, you know, having an in-depth conversation with this guy. I'm like, this dude's lucky, man. You know, how's he? And I find out later it's Jack white. So, but Dave was Dave, man. He was, he was telling the stories, laughing. And I got a picture with him and my friend, Chris's girlfriend at the time, I'll never forget this. He went up to, to Dave. She went up to Dave and there was a railing there. And uh, she says, Hey Dave, um, you know, I just, I just want to let you know, my, my boyfriend knows your sister. And uh, he, honest to God. So he, <laughs> She puts her hand on the railing. He puts his hand over hers on the railing and kind of locks his pinky on her pinky. And he starts going off about something about, hey, baby, you know, National Geographic has some photos in there. I'd like you to see it. <laughs> I swear to God, I remember hearing National Ge Geographic photos or something. And she, her jaw dropped because she's like, what? And he was, you know, he was making the move on her. And uh, she put, she said, she, she was trying to, you know, like the pinky's locked. So freaking funny, man. And so, so when finally, uh, you know, he stops talking to her and, and my friend's girlfriend walks, walks away. And my friend Chris goes, dude, I'm going to, I'm going to take that bottle of Jack. Cause Dave, Dave walked away and was talking to somebody else. And the, it was, there was Dave's half empty bottle of Jack. And my friend Chris took it. And I think he still has it. Oh my God. You know, you wonder, you wonder, always wonder about these guys. Are they the same way off stage as they are on, you know? And so he was just as animated in person. Yes. Than, than yes. yes. And I, and I took a picture with him and I kept it short and sweet. Um, and I think I was, I was aided by the fact that I was so exhausted from drinking all week. So I had no, I just had no energy in me, you know? And I, so otherwise I probably would have been nervous as hell. And I, I just, I said, Hey, great show, Dave. He's like, thanks. You know? And I took a picture with him and I didn't see what he was doing. But when I looked at the picture a few days later, he had that big grin, you know, like that. Yeah. That forced <laughs> grin. Yeah. And um, yeah, it was, it was just surreal to be able to meet him, you know? And, and he, he was like, you know, he's just, he's just, a, you know, he's a person, you know, but you, they're larger than life. And, and, and now there were those people where, <laughs> one dude he's like he did the whole i'm not worthy thing literally <laughs> you know and and dave's just like you was know, that steven piercy was steven piercy it was that's right yeah and, and and you know and and dave was just like he was just used to it and he was just kind of like come on dave. you know he wasn't dave wasn't a jerk that was what was cool he was even cool i was okay guy. i was wondering about that because no nah, he's really cool he's <clears throat> really cool chris you know chris, i mean he wasn't chris, condescending to this poor dude you know Oh, Chris, did we lose some? This this is the important part. Oh, go ahead. When, when you were talking to Dave, did he lock fingers with you? <laughs> <laughs> that's I know. See that that's 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 going to be in the uh, Patreon episode. We'll <laughs> <Nice. laughs> is that was a Patreon when you got to pay for an episode? I, no, uh, I always get nervous when Todd puts on the sexy yeah. voice. <laughs> <laughs> you never know where it's going to go. That's going to that's gonna be in the, uh, the, the paid for episode only, subscription. Yeah. <laughs> no, he did not. He did not. Now, I'll tell you another story. I was supposed to interview Sammy for the radio station I was working at. And that was the 
2002 Sam and Dave tour. Oh, okay. And, and I was, and my program director said, uh, Hey man, got good news for you. You can interview Sammy. Yes. Wow. So I to get all my questions ready. I come oh, in man. with my Cabo Wabo shirt. I got like the Hawaiian shirt, <laughs> right which on. I probably, I probably look more like, you know, a jackass, you know, with a, <laughs> but I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm in Sammy mode. So I, 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 I walk yeah i walk in and my program director goes man it's not gonna happen and i thought he was busting me my stones because they knew how much i loved it I, I said yeah right he goes no man i'm sorry here's the reason why i said why not what's going on he said uh <clears throat> sammy sammy's manager told me that sammy is tired of doing all the interviews dave is supposed to be doing some he's not doing any he's not playing by the rules sammy's pissed off so Sammy's now going to not do any more interviews from here on out because he wanted to give it to Dave. An F you to Dave. <laughs> that, that's so he did odd, this to you, Dave, really. Dave is the one who kind of likes the limelight more than anyone else. So I, I can't see yeah. why why he wouldn't uh, have. Yeah, good good point. I don't know. I, I, I think at that point, because this was so we're in this is in Hartford. I don't know how many shows were left. I think they were winding it down. Weren't they so, arguing who's gonna who's gonna end the night? Yeah, because yeah. the person who ended the night was you know pretty much the one that the star, but well, they, yeah. they officially got the all headliner, the... right? I think yeah, we were getting much. at that point, and I think Dave was just fed up with the whole thing, and um, he's just like, I'm not doing anything anymore. And then so Sammy was like, Well, if you're not gonna do it, then I'm not gonna do it. And I was so bummed. I was bummed. Yeah, that was so, that was doomed to happen with that. Then once once I heard there were touring together i'm like oh god like this is just yeah like did they actually finish the tour i, I don't even know they did finish it yeah they did finish it and it did good numbers too i mean it was oh yeah very well yeah 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 i i i should say you know the the van hill news desk publisher jeff houseman who's he's just an awesome guy and he, he's he's met uh i think everybody in the band i mean he was oh uh, he was at uh he was at eddie's place i believe he he, he was there like hanging with Eddie and the guys and all that, man. Jeff's, you know. Oh man. He he's he's in the uh there's a DVD, Van Halen in the early years. He's in that. Jeff's in that. Oh and, wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah, man. Jeff's really cool. And he's, you know, I told him I'm not my I gotta get him on my podcast because well, you know no kidding. Yeah, but he's just like he's very modest. He just, you know, he's like he, I remember one time he goes, ah, I don't have a I don't have a good radio voice, you know. I said, dude, you who cares, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, so I got to get him on because he also was the guy who put together the Inside Magazine. Do you remember that in the nineties? I think it was like a uh, four four issues a year, I believe. I want to say every oh. three or four months. Yeah, I think so. I'm yeah. actually looking. I got to look it up here now. He's the guy. Inside Magazine. That and that became the official magazine of the band at one point, and then um, basically, it, oh, yeah, you know, he's here. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's Jeff, man. He put that together. And and he runs the Van Halen store. The one Free on Club. Van Halen News Desk? Yeah. Oh, that's his. Jeff's a, oh cool. So he he's so busy with that. You know, so I I you know, I'm happy to help. So basically when, when Eddie passed, you know, the orders just went through the roof. And so he, you know, he he's just like, dude, I can't, I'm trying to keep up, you know. He he tries tries to do both, but he runs the Van Halen store. How does he so how does he get the license to do that? When I saw that, it's yeah. like that's yeah, pretty damn cool. It is. And I don't know the specifics on it. Um, you know, I, I, I've asked him, you know, and, you know, obviously there's, there's some legal stuff he's got to do. And 
Oh yeah. You for know, sure. I'm sure you know the band, band gets a portion of it, and uh, yeah, I mean it's he's got a he's got a nice nice business going there, man. You know, and and um, you know, like the, the, the can't find a better person to 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 do it because he loves VH, he loves the band, you know, and 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 he's very respectful. We try to be respectful as we can. I mean, we don't we're not into you know, we're not into just, you know, putting these headlines that are clickbait headlines. Um, you know, we're, he's not interested in any of that. He tries to be real respectful about it. You know, I mean, you know, even like with Wolfgang, uh, some of the stories, you know, where Wolf, Wolf was getting pissed at people online, he was kind of, you know, getting into it with people on social media. Um, you know, we, we would just even avoid those because it was just like, hey, you know, um, you know, we don't want to turn this into uh you know, the National Enquirer type stuff. We don't want to, well, you know, another one was, um, the one we did run was somebody, somebody, uh, some, what was it, uh, an oil, um, I'll find it because I posted it here. Somebody was trying to make money off of, of Eddie's name saying that oh, Eddie Oh, yeah, it was the, um, it was like, a, it was a marijuana or a CBD oil. oil. That's what it was. That's yes, what it was. Yes, yeah, the yes, CBD yeah. oil. They were saying that, Van Halen, I don't know. That Eddie, Eddie was trying to sell it or something. Will. Yeah, yeah, in his will, he had it that he wanted his fans to go out and buy it. So that's the one we ran <laughs> oh because it's God. like you know, hey, we wanted people to know, don't, don't, don't fall for this, you know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but you know, we try to be, we try to be again, just respectful of it. It's not about you know, you know, we're we're just we're we're legitimate fans of the band, and we try to uh, try to cover the band as best as we can. I mean, I've I've been able to. You know, we try to get some exclusive interviews. I did uh, talk with Brian Key, who who is the engineer who went through the vaults at Warner Brothers. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. recently that's the big story that's been out recently. Um, I'm just scrolling through here myself here. Yeah, at, at uh, Sunset Sound Studios, and uh, and Brian was uh, you know he was the guy who back in like 2005 he was. Uh, an independent contractor asked to go in and go through the Warner brothers vaults to see if there was anything in there that it's worthy of putting on deluxe editions. And so he, uh, some great interviews by sunset sounds, YouTube page. And so, you know, I was able to reach out to him to get some quotes and, you know, we got some cool stuff. Like we, we got the, there was a story about Eddie. I'm not sorry. I'm sorry. Dave appeared at a, an Iowa state football game. Did you see this one on the news desk? No. So like Dave, this is recently or this is like this is in 1986. Dave appeared at an Iowa college football game. I'm scrolling through. Yeah, I'm just looking it. here too. Here we go. Uh, yeah, yeah, lost yeah. Daily Roth footage con- conjures up Van Halen memories yes. for Iowa sports writer. That one. Yes. There you go. There it is. Yeah. Uh, written by some guy too. named Eric Senich. I don't know who that is. But. Yeah, I don't know who that clown is. <laughs> <clears throat> so this this uh, this all came because of Greg Renoff, the great author yeah, of, yeah. of those Van Halen books. Yeah, and Greg's great too. So he'll just he'll text me and is hey I got something. He's everywhere, man. He's so cool. He he gets so fired up whenever he finds something rare from Van Halen history. So he's like, oh, you got to interview this this uh, this guy Sam Paxton. He's a sports writer and and he just he he posted this uh, article about Dave coming out in halftime and and he's and it's and it's it's surreal like dave just running out in the middle of halftime i guess you know him and the, his solo band was was in town so he went out to just a promo and the marching band is playing yankee rose but anyway he he kind of does this little 
bump and grind with this. Uh, so that was 86. Uh, flag right? girl. Yeah, 86. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh there's, there's a good picture there. And there's a flag girl that's that's uh, captured by the newspaper back then. And she's, you know, and, and Dave's doing a little dance with her. So we first posted uh, the article uh, from the, the, the sports writer, Sam Paxton, and he was cool. He gave us like an exclusive, uh, you know, he said, go ahead and use my article. But then we also asked him some questions and he, he uh, gave us some quotes. But then, you know, the, the David Lee Roth DLR Army website was able to track down this, this, this woman. Oh, cool. <clears throat> yeah. And so we did a follow-up with her and I just, I reached out to her and I said, now I got to find that is one. It, is this, is this a separate article here? And I'm actually looking separate article. Yeah. Um, of course we got to find it. <laughs> I just wonder if there might be a link. Uh, should, yeah. A hyperlink just, here within here somewhere. Yeah. I was uh, trying to remember what there's I put. Greg, that line. There's Greg right off. Oh, he's great. He's great. I've had him. I interviewed him uh, twice. Oh, wait, hang on. Roth Army. Uh, Here it is. Uh, Iowa woman recalls her moment in the sun with David Lee Roth. November 9. Yeah, Iowa woman recalls her moment in the sun with David Lee Roth. So I was able to get her email through Greg and, and the DLR Army guy. And she and I said, could you just give me your story? Well, she did this great thing. She wrote up this, you know, detailed story of Laura Phelps is her name. Yeah, here it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and at the time her, I believe her name was Laura Yule, UHL. And she's now married. And she gave me pictures of, you know, where she's at today with her family. And oh, wow. she, actually, she actually wrote a bit of it. Yeah. She actually wrote wow. uh, part of the article here. Yeah. And, you oh, know, yeah, she was cool. just, it was really cool because that's the kind of stuff we look for because, you know, we, we want to post all the mainstream media stuff. Of course, we share all the stuff that comes into our other outlets. But yeah, we'll but this humanizes it a little bit. Like it's not sure. so over the top. Yeah. It's... yeah. So I tell when you what, though. I was going to say oh. that 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 um, the the Van Halen News Desk tribute podcast that I did. Yep. That I was I was like which one the first like the day the day of or um, the the follow up one right. The follow-up one, the raw one was very quick, 15 minutes, yeah, yeah. you know, turn them out like what you guys do, you know, yeah. and, and I, I'm not good at that type of thing. I don't think, you know, but I just, I went, think you did you know, a good job. Like, Screw it. But yeah, the, the, the uh, proper one where it was produced and everything, woo, you know, just getting all the people to, to participate, putting it together, writing up the script, you know, it, it, it took a long time and I was, I was, you know, going late in late in the night into the early morning hours just because i wanted to get that out i didn't want to wait too long no no and uh and that's done very well i mean that that's done really well i think you know it's it it was posted up to the news desk website so we we've gotten quite a few people that got a chance to to listen to that so we try to do like exclusive stuff you know that yeah. that's real important to us so down the road you know we'll we'll see what we can do you know hey we would love to talk to wolfgang we'd love to you know, like, like Dave will reach out to, to Jeff or his manager will reach out to Jeff and like the one um, Dave's su uh, song the new song somewhere yeah. over the rainbow yeah. barn. Yeah, trail, that's right. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, his manager said, Hey, you know, can you guys, uh, you know, put this up? Of course, you know, <laughs> so, you know, we try to, you know, like if we have something like that too, we'll give it, you know, we'll give it a couple of days and let it stay up there. And, and uh but boy wolfgang's been great you know just the interviews he's been doing 
I, um, I've been, did you hear the, um, the one I listened to today was the one with, um, oh my God. Stern. No, I heard uh, Stern Trunk. Uh, Trunk, yeah. It, yeah. It, I don't know if that just female. came out today, but I just saw, I just heard it today. Yeah, if anybody wants to just, I compiled everything that I've seen so far of his radio interviews. I do have that under Collected Wolfgang Van Halen Radio Interviews. That, I got one from Spokane, Washington, Corpus Christi, Texas, Houston, Texas. His, his trunk one is there. Uh, Washington, D.C., Orlando, Florida, and Reno, Oh, wait, Nevada. so you have a news. Oh, you have a Wolfgang. I didn't even notice this Wolfgang Van Halen under yeah. news. Oh, cool. Collected them, you know. Just put them all together so people can listen to it, you know. And um, <clears throat> the, the yeah, boy, man, boy, was Eddie ever pushing uh, Eddie Trunk? I mean, was he was pushing the? Uh, when are we gonna see the archives? I know and the whole time, <laughs> I like, know. dude. Like, come on, he's always yeah. trying to get that exclusive. And <laughs> I know, <sighs> I noticed that too. It was like, so anyway, back to that. You know, yeah, music, back to uh, <laughs> you know, and Wolfgang's like, you know, he. I tell you, man, Wolfgang he's class. Is, he really. You know, like Sammy was saying today to Eddie Trunk, you know, he, he he was, you know, he's jumping right into the to the to the limelight like big time. I mean, like Sammy said, too. Yeah, he was on tour with Van Halen and he's up on stage. Of course, that's that's a big thing, too. But he's you know, he's now like the spotlights on him and he's just taking it all on. He's very humble. And he's yeah. just seems like a really cool guy. Uh, you know, I. I I, I reached out to him and he's getting like inundated with stuff, but I did send a little message to him on Facebook, you know, and we'll see, you know, we, yeah. you know, when things settle down, maybe he will want to talk to, uh, you know, talk to us and give us some something, but you know, he said everything that there is to be said at yeah. this point. So, you know, we would like to try to maybe do something a little different, but um, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, it's cool. Yeah, don't hit the guys, same angle. Everyone yeah. is talking to him. They seem it's all the same angle at this point I, now. Yeah. Yeah. And you it's, know, yeah. It's like, like we already heard the last three interviews you did because we're fucking fans. I know. You don't need so to ask the we'll same see. questions, you know. When his new album is out in the spring, you know, maybe he would want to do something. We'll see. I mean, you know, it's cool. I mean, these guys are aware of the Van Halen news desk, which is kind of cool, you know. Like yeah. I know Wolfgang has mentioned the news desk, and he 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 did say something about one time. Uh, you know, people were talking about the nasty stuff that people were talking about with Wolfgang and Wolf on social media, and Wolf said, you know. He said, yeah, you know, and, and then somebody said, yeah, the comments over at Van Halen News Desk are brutal. And, and Wolfgang was cool. He's like, well, yeah, I mean, the, the, the comments can be, but he goes, you know, the, the News Desk in general, man, they're really cool. And he goes, I met Jeff. He goes, I met Jeff. He was a really sweet guy. Because I think Jeff met him at, I, I want to say Jeff was at the uh, Cafe Wash show in 2012. Okay. And I, I think he was there. So he got to, I think he got to meet Wolfgang there. I don't know. Don't quote me on that, but yeah. I know. But, but, uh, so yeah, I mean, those guys are aware of, especially Wolfgang, you know, he's, he's of that generation, you know, he's, he's looking around, you know, he's, oh, yeah. he's seeing what's being said. So, um, he seems to have a savviness to him too. And when it comes to social media, he was made, um, in the interview with, uh, that I listened to today, he was saying how, yeah, dad wasn't very savvy with, with social media, but yeah, but Wolfie is man, like he's, he could, take things the wrong way and just be a total douchebag online but he's not he's he's actually choosing to to think before he speaks he speaks and when he's addressing a troll he's really good at addressing that troll interesting yeah he he was actually clarifying because some people when he does put the trolls in their place some people will then say to him hey wolf don't let this stuff bother you and and he was just like i don't 
I don't. Yeah. 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 He goes, I'm just finding a creative way to respond to these people. So I think that's the problem with social media is, you know, you're, you're just, you're reading words. You're not getting the inflection in the voice or the yeah, body language. Exactly. So, you know, and that's, that's something that is not coming across where people, there are people who just thought he was just offended by everything. He did say, I, I, I was hurt by a lot of the stuff back in the day, you know, when yep. he first joined, but, but now he just kind of lets it roll off of him. I mean, Howard Stern admitted, he said, I don't read any of those comments. Like Howard Stern. Yeah. He stopped know, he's, ages he's, ago. Yeah. 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 He's a legend, man. He's like, you know, and he doesn't want to read it. You know, I, to be honest with you, I, I like when I would post, uh, like if I would do like my own kind of story, like I, I would do stuff for, for Jeff. Like when I was working at the radio station, I would post articles onto the radio website and then I'd share them with Jeff. And I did, I would do ones like top tens and things. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't read the comments, you know, because I, I just don't want to know. And I actually made the mistake of doing it on one. And there was one I did on, I did uh, the 40th anniversary of Van Halen one. And I, and it's, it's still on the news desk. It's the 40 reasons why the Van Halen debut is the greatest hard rock album of all time. Okay. That's, you know, that's yeah. now, I mean, I, I'm not, I mean, I, I'm a, I, I love Van Halen. They're my favorite band, but I'm not an idiot. I, I know that there's, you could certainly argue that. Sure. Okay. But I'm, but I'm writing for a Van Halen website. So, <laughs> you know, and you know, so, so there's you know, an assumption argue, here. You could argue black Sabbath debut. You could, you could argue any, you know, yeah. but anyway, so, you know, it's just a fun little article, you know, sure. celebrating the 40 years. And some guy was like, and this is the only time I've responded to something negative. He was like, he said it was a reflection of my insecurity that I, <laughs> oh my God. that I listened before. I mean, the comments still there probably that I listened to, you know, that I, what was the word he used? He was some big word, you know, and he was like, try, it was just, and you know, keep in mind, you don't know who these people are. Who knows? Are they mentally ill or are they just, I don't know, but he's just like, he's just like, that's a reflection of your insecurity that you're going to go to the extent to say how, how much this is the best hard rock album of all time. And I was like, damn, man, these, this guy's taking it really seriously. <laughs> you know, I was like, it's just a fun little piece of, you know, the, you know, and I mean that I was like, I'm like, and then the other thing he said, he didn't even like put my name. He goes to the author of this article too. He didn't even like bother reading what my name was. So I responded back. I'm like, to the person who made this comment, you know, I was like, dude, do I owe you a $15 copay for this? I mean, you know, I, I, I have Anthem Blue Cross. Does that, will that work for your, your, uh, for this office visit? You probably, know, I was like, where is, is it? it on there still? Probably spams all the message boards with the same oh, yeah. thing. So he can't be specific. That's why he has to use that beginning. Yeah, it was, you know, it just took me, you know, and it was funny. It was like, but then like part of me was like, what the hell do I care? Yeah. Yeah, here it is. February 11, 2018. 40 Reasons Van Halen's debut is the greatest hard rock album of all time. Let's see, where's the... We're shining the spotlight on you, buddy. <laughs> oh, here it is. To the author. I'd suggest he go. focuses... Yeah, can you see it? Yeah, I, I just popped it up here. He focuses efforts on something other than extolling the greatness of Van Halen. Frankly, greatness is not something that needs to be extolled. <laughs> people know it when they hear it, and it isn't necessary to try to persuade people to believe how great Van Halen was. Van Halen was a spectacular band that hit some serious peaks at various points during the band's true productive years. And then in parentheses, that sadly ended more than two decades ago. But the greatest hard rock album of all time? Come on, get serious. <laughs> and Pamela Hazelton, she's really cool. Oh, she, she got my back there. That was so funny. She's really cool. 
she she's out of uh, Florida and she does a lot of the social media stuff and the web stuff for the Okay. Well, that was kind of rude to someone who put so much time and effort to help us all celebrate 40 years. And then he just wouldn't accept that. And then I put to the person who wrote this comment, thanks, but no thanks. I write about many things and many people as long as they inspire something inside of me. My suggestion to you, don't overthink things. Just go with what you feel. And then he, you entirely missed the point I made. And then I, and then Pamela goes right on, Eric. And then I'm like, I give up Pamela. He's just not getting it. <laughs> so, but you know, to be honest with you, I was like, in retrospect, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, I don't oh. know who this guy is. But, but, but nice the minute, guy. yeah, the minute you engage, and then it's it's over. I know. It's like I, mean, he I very won. Easily, yeah, he I could be a you. super cool guy. And you it's know, like when a telemarketer calls know. you. Yeah. So it's like when a, yeah, the telemarketer calls you. <clears throat> so funny. Same idea. So like that, that I can imagine. That's just like one one millionth of what Wolfgang has to deal with. Oh. To the point where he did just say you gotta let it roll off of you you know yeah um so now that the the desk i mean it's the van halen desk which is i mean i'm sure that that includes wolfgang also but yep. because of, of of eddie's passing and the band is, is is no longer according to the the last interview i saw with wolf saying yeah. that you know the band you know there's no ed there's no band okay that mm -hmm. it's done so that being said, are you going to be focusing a lot of um, of your articles uh, to Wolfgang, or are you going to be going back and still trying to get other people like Eddie or, or Sammy or or even Alex or, or I, other people? I, I, to write I think articles both. With? I think yeah. both. You know, I mean, I think there's because it's the whole no family. Reason, yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's it's really you know that the. the the Van Halen News Desk has more recently become more of focused on the feature story aspect of things and, and um, you know, uh, finding rare things just like that video of Dave coming out in the middle of halftime in, in Iowa, stuff like that. Um, that's what we want to do. Uh, but I think it's going to be a combination of both. I think, I think Wolfgang has, has now just made it pretty clear that you know, this will continue. It's not going to continue. In the, the Van Halen that we knew is no longer, but right. Van Halen will continue. The name Van Halen that, you know, the legacy of the band will continue. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. I mean, hey, if, if it were to end tomorrow, I, I would just say, man, I enjoyed the ride. It was great writing for the website, you know, but I don't think that's going to happen. I mean, Jeff's the one who makes the final call on that. So he's the guy, you know, who makes the decisions there. And, and I don't think that there's any indication that it would stop. So, I think it's going to be, let's cover Wolfgang, what he's going to do from here on out. Let's also cover if and when there is anything from the vaults. Let's cover, you know, Dave Solo. Okay, you know, getting Dave's back there. He's torn with Kiss and Sammy's doing his stuff. And, you know, so there's there's stuff out there, you know. Hey, look, people still write about Led Zeppelin and they haven't been a band since 1980, you know. <clears throat> so there's plenty there.